the January 25th, 2019 edition of Weekly Signals Meltdown. Broadcasting from Studio A <laughs> at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And as always, Barry Bonds supplier, <laughs> Mahler, the fake news dog. <laughs> I love you, you big lug. Coming up, melting carbon. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I knew you liked that one. Rich bastards. Erectile dysfunction. Huh? What? Who? What? Where? What? And more. But first, uh-huh. do you have any idea how many times a year, on average, Mahler catches a lizard? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna randomly give out a number of sixteen. Times. Really? Yeah. That's just the number I'm throwing out there. On average, yes. Mahler catches a lizard no times. <laughs> no times. Yeah. Mahler, Mahler, is, Mahler, is that because he's inadequate? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, okay. no they just, he just toys with them. Yeah. It's like catch and release, you know? Uh, okay. One okay. of those things. Right. Okay. That's my statistic of the year. Wow. 2017, yeah. not last year's winner of the International Statistic of the Year, was 69. That's the annual number of Americans killed on average by lawnmowers. Wow. I don't even want to know how that happens. That's yeah. got to be an ugly thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it. I would think yeah. there are a couple of very specific things. I lawnmower repair might be Well, one. there you go. Well, that might be it. Right. Compared to two Americans killed annually on average by immigrant jihadist terrorists. So I think we should build walls around lawnmowers. <laughs> And 11,737 Americans killed yeah. annually by being shot by other Americans. We each need our own wall. That's I a good think. idea, yeah. Nathan. Yeah, we should all have our own border security wall. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> this year's statistic wow. of the year, wow. or last year's, yeah. depending on how you look at it. Yeah. This year's award goes to last year's statistic, 90.5. <laughs> 90.5% of the 6.3 billion metric tons of plastic waste produced since mass production began 60 years ago is now in landfills and oceans or has been incinerated. It's hard to comprehend how much plastic there has been produced over these many years. That's the equivalent of 7.2 trillion grocery bags Full of plastic. Okay. Yep. Maybe it is easy to, <laughs> maybe it's easier to, to yeah. quantify than I thought. But yeah, well, that, that's, no, I don't know. 7.2 trillion plastic. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. 7.2 trillion. If the grocery bags of plastic is one foot high, if the grocery bag is one foot high, yeah. that's what they're stuffing the plastic into. Yeah. And if you stack the grocery bags on top of each other and you climbed up the grocery bags, you could go to the moon and back. Yes. 5,790 times. <laughs> yeah, Mahler. Well, Mahler likes the moon. It's enormous. I, I think no. anyone who's listening to the sound of our voice, all they have to do is look around the room. Yeah. Wherever you well, are. Where we are. Where we are, we're yeah. completely surrounded by plastic. Yeah. yeah completely. Thousands of them. I have plastic on my ears. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah, so um, it's not hard to imagine. I, and the walls are made of plastic here because there's <laughs> CD cases everywhere. Yes. Yeah, and CDs inside. Yes. 
We got electronic equipment yeah. with plastic all over them. No, we got cable with plastic on it. And plastic does not biodegrade. No. If you could monetize all that plastic, you'd be $7.2 trillion richer. Mm. $7.2 trillion. That could buy you Apple, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Walmart, Exxon, GM, AT&T, Facebook, Bank of America, Visa, Intel, Home Depot, HSBC. Wait a second. Okay. There's more. Okay. <laughs> Boeing, Citigroup, Anheuser-Busch, Anheuser-Busch, or is it Anheuser-Busch? No, <laughs> Anheuser-Busch? I don't know. Yeah. Remember Anheuser? Yeah, she played opposite Tony Randall. Okay. In uh, what was it? They played there. Uh, 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 Forty pounds of trouble. Yeah, there you that go. That was what. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Hoser Bush, all the National Football League teams and all the Major League Baseball teams. The point is, yeah, stop wasting so much goddamn plastic. That's, That's right. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Mahler. Mahler has a nice ceramic dog food bowl. Yes, he does. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's made in China with lead in it. So oh, a, no. Yeah. You know where we're sitting, Mike? This is a trick question, isn't it? <laughs> I told you I drank a little last night. Now yeah. you're throwing trick questions at me. Yeah. No, Nathan, I don't know where we're sitting. Sucky boy, we're going to call you. Sucky boy. Hey, sucky boy, where are we sitting? <laughs> I don't know. On top of groundwater. Oh, yes, yeah? we are. We're sitting on top of groundwater. Okay. We're sitting on top of a time bomb. <laughs> Climate damage could screw up nearly half of the world's groundwater supply within 100 years. Climate damage again. Yeah, and you say, oh, 100 years, who cares? It's coming right up. It is coming right up. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. No. <laughs> but for other folks, right. groundwater is the largest source of fresh water on Earth and supplies 2 billion people with water for drinking and crop production. But according to a new study, over the next 100 years, climate damage rainfall will mess with the process of recharge. That's the groundwater replenishment. Yes, it is. Recharge. Yes. In an estimated 44% of aquifers on the planet. So close to 50% of the aquifers are going to be affected by climate change. That means nearly half of the world's aquifers will be depleted, some more than others, within a century. Right. And one of the concerns of the damage done to aquifers because of a lack of rain yeah. is that over time, the aquifer is emptied out to a point where they begin to collapse yeah. so that essentially the ground becomes so heavy that it starts to implode down into the aquifer. Oh, like a sinkhole. When you take that much water out of the ground, it is going to begin to collapse. Yeah. And therefore, it forever impedes the ability of that underground aquifer yeah. to recharge. Yeah. Because there's less space there for the water to go. Yeah. So that's, that's another part of the problem with not having water in the ground. The lack of water underground would reduce water access for millions of people. Right. Climate damage will also mess up the recharge in the remaining aquifers on timescales longer than a century. Researchers found that humid areas like the Amazon basin are more likely to be sensitive to recharge problems in the short term. Right. The Sahara Desert will take longer, right. and it'll take longer to recharge and exactly. all that too, but right. nevertheless, it's a time bomb. Right. One last element in yeah? this discussion I think needs to be brought in, and yes, Exactly. I'm just, Mahler, I'm about to get to that. And that is, 
as the sea levels rise, salt water begins to intrude into the land and also intrudes into the aquifers. It starts to become part of the recharge of these aquifers, which pollutes them with salt water, which is unusable by yeah. human beings. So that's another part of this. As the sea levels rise, we begin to lose our fresh water supply because of that. Well, you know what you could do? What we could do? Fill them up with sake. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Before yeah, it gets yeah, out of control. Exactly. And at least it'll be more fun when we drink yeah. our water. Right? Recharge, Recharge sake. the aquifers yeah, yeah, with sake. Sake. Right. I like it. But don't worry, Mike. Mm -hmm. Zendai. What? Zendai, Zendai, a researcher at Harvard University, hopes to engineer the world away from climate danger with antacid. Yes, Antacid, in powder form, calcium carbonate, often used to relieve upset stomachs, can reflect light. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, that I it didn't can know. do that. Yeah. It can reflect light. Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. My goodness, Mom. You, you think this is funny, Mollen? Yeah. Uh, so. Well, it's cool. Yeah. He likes the idea. Okay, tell me more. This is a fascinating idea. Yeah, so by sprinkling the sky with shiny white particles of antacid, Dye thinks it might be possible to block just enough sunlight to achieve some temperature control here on Earth. Dye's going to test this, if it's approved to test, with a custom-designed test balloon that can release a couple pounds of antacid 12 miles above the U.S., it would be the first solar geoengineering experiment in the lower atmosphere, and also a lot of antacid. Small onboard propellers in the balloon will stir the payload into the air, uh, but there's a downside. Okay. Right. If done on a larger scale, crops may shrivel. Well, yeah, we don't need that. Do and we? developing countries might disproportionately suffer the side effects because they can't protect themselves from what's going to be going on. Right. And I don't know the long-term effects. What, if it's going to stay up there? Yeah. Does yeah, it right. get heavy? Nevertheless, Di, the researcher, has spent her career working on the environment. She helped purify water in Haiti and once designed a machine to scoop up oil spills. She says preventing climate damage requires the pursuit of every available option. Amen. The sky can't be sprinkled with just anything. Heavy metals are too toxic. Chlorine could deplete the ozone. Dye says that calcium carbonate, antacid, antacid, the primary ingredient in snail shells and limestone. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Could cause less harm and even reverse some of the damage already done to the atmosphere. Yeah. But in the long run, she says this is only a climate damage band-aid. There was a proposal to paint rooftops white. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because to me, that seems like, what you know, we're sending up balloons right. to spray antacid. Right. If everyone just had their roofs a lighter shade, yeah. forget about white. Well, does You know, because you don't like white. Okay, well, let's go with beige. You like beige? Yeah. Something lighter. Don't put up black tile roofs. Right. And no dark colors up there. Get something that reflects the sunlight. Exactly. And we'd be better off. Also, our roadways would be a, would go a long ways. Yeah. If we were to paint them a lighter color, that would help reflect. Well, concrete. Colors. Yeah, concrete. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Instead of asphalt, it's going to absorb. Right. Somebody came up with a concrete colored asphalt. There's a whole bunch of things that can be done that the former Secretary of the Interior, who was, a, I believe, a Nobel Prize winner in the Obama administration, 
was proposing, and he was ridiculed for these for these yeah. suggestions. Who do we have in there now? I, mean, I forget. Uh, it's it, I think it's a it's a mushroom. That's actually the a mushroom. Yeah, and secretary a truffle. A truffle yeah. is in charge of the secretary of the the interior now. So, scientists from South Korea came up with a breakthrough concept which could turn carbon emissions into usable energy. Okay, so that's good. We yeah. have we're shooting carbon up into the ozone. Why not just capture it before yeah. we shoot it up yeah. and turn it into energy? Well, see, it's profitable. There you go. Oh. Yeah. No, they, that is. This is an interesting idea. Yeah. Listen. These South Koreans built a system which yeah. can continuously produce electrical energy in hydrogen. Hydrogen. Mm-hmm. That would be a good name for a gin. You know, <laughs> hydrogen. You drink it right after you worked out. Like yeah. you work out <laughs> and you just pound down a couple of bottles of hydrogen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a little good. bit of water in there. A little bit of water. <laughs> yeah, by dissolving is what they do. They get this electrical current going by dissolving carbon dioxide in an aqueous solution. Uh-huh. The inspiration came from the fact that much of the carbon dioxide produced by humans is absorbed by the oceans, where it raises the level of acidity in the water. They use this concept to melt carbon dioxide in water in order to induce an electrochemical reaction. <laughs> When acidity rises, the number of protons increases, and these protons attract electrons at a high rate. This can be used to create a battery system where electricity is produced by removing carbon dioxide. And on top of all that, the electricity, you also got hydrogen produced. Yeah. So you could use it to fuel a vehicle. Yeah. This is just crazy enough to work. I mean, the other thing about you know putting Pepto Bismol up in the atmosphere, yeah, I, I'm no, not no, so no, sure no, that's a good no, idea. No, but no, but yeah, yeah I know Mahler. I know it's just it's just an idea. All right, do you have to shoot everything down? This system now converts 50 percent of the carbon dioxide. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. If they can get a better system, you know, yeah, they will make it, it close it. to 80 yeah, percent. Yeah. And unfortunately, it only operates on a small scale now. But work on it. Yes. This is new. Yes. All right, ah. right, Jesus. In Los Angeles. Yes. Which is where you had all that sake last night. I did. I was in Los Angeles. Actually, Pasadena. And I was. That's yeah. not Los Angeles. Well, it's. Yeah, right. It's, it's not. Not. I was in Pasadena. Jesus. And I was sake bombed. Whereabouts? Uh, right there on Colorado was yeah. a place called Sushi Stop. Oh, it's a little restaurant. A little restaurant, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sushi Stop. Yeah. Sounds like a fast food restaurant <laughs> that serves it, It's kind of. Sake? You, you walk in, you sit down, and there are menus in your hands within nanoseconds of wow. when you sit down. And, yeah. and it feels like you're in an airport. Yeah. yeah the, the lighting there feels like you might as well be in like a really bad airport. In Los Angeles, public school teachers are returning to classrooms after approving an agreement to end an historic six-day strike. United Teachers of Los Angeles, or... United Teachers Los Angeles. They don't have an of in there. Uh -uh. And Los Angeles City officials announced that they had reached a deal on a new contract. The deal includes caps on class sizes. Good. And hiring full-time nurses for every school. Well, yeah. Yeah. As well as a librarian for every middle school and high school in the district by the fall of 2020. So we'll be creating smarter people with less of a chance of electing a stupid president. That's that's, the idea here. That is a good Uh, idea. (laughs) The union also won a significant concession from the district on standardized tests. Next year, a committee will develop a plan to reduce the number of assessments by half. Well, I can tell you how they can do that. They get rid of half of them, (laughs) and, and that'll do the trick. Okay, I like that idea. 
And the pro-charter school board agreed to vote on a resolution calling on the state to cap the number of charter schools, mm -hmm. which is a good deal. Mm -hmm. They still have a lot of problems. Yes, right? they This do. isn't going to solve everything, but right. they're going in the right direction. Exactly. There's some pushback. Teachers won a 6% pay raise, but that was the same increase proposed before the strike. So teachers weren't being greedy here. That's they were going to be getting 6% raise. And they asked for these other things, which are there to help students. That's so right. hooray for them. Yes, this yes. strike was about improving yeah. the educational opportunities for their students. Come on. Yeah, yeah, there yeah we shout go. out for Mahler on that one. Yeah, good, good job. In Arizona, a judge found four activists from the humanitarian group No More Deaths guilty. The volunteers were accused of, I guess we want more deaths. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. The volunteers were accused of crimes related to their efforts to leave water and food in the Sonoran Desert to help refugees and migrants survive the deadly journey across the U.S. border. They now face up to six months in prison. In a statement, No More Deaths volunteer Catherine Gaffney said, This verdict challenges not only No More Deaths, volunteers, but people of conscience throughout the country. If giving water to someone dying of thirst is illegal, what humanity is left in the law of this country? Right. Yeah, we could argue about immigration, flight from dangerous countries in the world to come here asking for asylum. We can have these arguments, but nonetheless, there are people who are crossing the border, yeah. who are increasingly being pushed further and further away from civilization in order to accomplish that. Yeah. And they're heading into areas that are nearly impossible for a normal person to navigate without dying of starvation or yeah. dehydration. So that we know that's what's happening. More and more people are dying in these deserts. And five more volunteers with the group are still scheduled to face yeah. so, trial. So these people are humanitarian. So let's put them in jail for a long time. If this news sickens you, may I recommend a donation to KUCI-FM to ease your spirits? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. You can use PayPal. You can write a check. And you'll be supporting not only a university, but a way of life. That's KUCI.org. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIradio.tumblr.com, on Twitter at KUCIFM, on Instagram at KUCIFM. Stream us live on iTunes. Go to Internet College University, KUCI 88.9 FM. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right, Mahler. Global wealth inequality. Yes. Widened last year as billionaires increased their fortunes by $2.5 billion per day. $2.5 billion per day increase, anti-poverty campaigner Oxfam said in a new report. While the poorest half of humanity saw their wealth dwindle by 11%, Rich bastards increased their wealth by 12%. That's 23% differential there. Right. Last year, the top 26 greediest people owned $1.4 trillion, or as much as the 3.8 billion poorest people. 
The size of your bank account should not dictate how many years your children spend in school or how long you live, yet this is the reality in too many countries across the globe, said Winnie Bianima, executive director of Oxfam International, since the financial crisis almost a decade ago. You remember that, right? Yeah, vaguely, yeah. That one, that yeah, yeah. thing, you know, where, where George Bush ran the country into the ground. Where, and... where the entire banking system of the entire world almost collapsed. Yeah. Leaving yeah. complete chaos. Yeah, the number yeah. of people who caused it, yeah. that would be the greedy bastards, yeah. has nearly doubled. With a new one created every two days between 2017 and 2018. At the same time, the mega-rich and wealthy corporations are enjoying lower taxes than they have in decades. Governments are exacerbating inequality by underfunding private services, such as health care and education, on one hand, while undertaxing corporations and the wealthy, Oxfam said. I don't think this even takes into account all the dark money that is yeah. being laundered through Trump Towers type in, in investments. Yeah. 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 Oxfam estimated that a 1% wealth tax would be enough to educate 262 million out-of-school children and save 3.3 million lives. The report also claims that the rich are hiding $7.6 trillion in offshore accounts. Yes. People across the globe are angry and frustrated. Yes, yeah. which leads to political instability. That's what Bian Yima said. Yeah. Governments must now deliver real change by ensuring corporations and wealthy individuals pay their fair share of tax and investing this money in free health care and education. Nobody earns a billion dollars. Nobody earns that kind of money. Right. You steal that kind of money. Right, exactly. It's time they pay up. <laughs> the Supreme Court green-lighted Republican President Goodbrain. You know him, right? <laughs> President Goodbrain. He's the Goodbrain. The stable genius that we have in the White House. <laughs> His plan to ban transgender people from serving in the military. Or as Andy Borowitz said, huge coward bans courageous people from military. <laughs> the decision came Tuesday in a five to four ruling with the liberal justices dissenting with the sensible justices dissenting. There you go. Trump first announced the ban in 2017, but two lower court injunctions blocked it. The rule, which affects most transgender people, will be permitted to go into effect as the ongoing lawsuits make their way up to the Supreme Court. The court did not resolve the underlying question of the legality of Republican President Goodbrain's plan. Right which no, reversed the landmark 2016 policy of Barack Obama to let transgender people for the first time serve openly in the armed forces and receive medical care to transition genders. Now, just for what it's worth, before you say, no, they don't deserve to have, have their transition to another gender, Arr. the military spends 10 times that much on erectile dysfunction. Yes, that's right. 10 <laughs> times that much because some... Boner pills. Yeah. 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 Some guy can't get it up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. put That's... a lot of money into that. Meanwhile, somebody's gender is not what yeah. it is. Yeah. We're beginning to see the impact of Supreme Court Justice Budweiser Kavanaugh on. <laughs> We're really starting to see him come into his own here yeah. in, in making these decisions. So Yeah, limp dick Kavanaugh. Yeah, there you go. In lifting the injunctions, the court signaled it likely would decide in favor of the good brain Republican administration. Yeah when it eventually is asked to rule on the merits of the challenge brought by transgender people already in the military or hoping to join, and the people in the military, the transgender, 
faction, whatever you want to call it, right. the sensible people argued that the policy violated the U.S. Constitution's guarantee of equal protection under law, yeah. which it did. Yeah, I know, I know. Speaking of good brain, when <laughs> President Goodbrain's inaugural committee raised and spent unprecedented amounts, people wondered, where'd all the money go? Where did it go? This, this story excites me. It turns Nathan. out one beneficiary was President Goodbrain himself. Yeah, I know. Imagine that. I know. Who would have thought? I think this is... Yeah, Mahler uh, thought. Yeah. The inauguration paid the Trump Organization for rooms, meals, and event space at Goodbrain's Washington Hotel. <laughs> According to interviews, emails, and receipts. Well, that'll get you there. Receipts will get you there. Yes, During the planning, Ivanka Goodbrain, you know her. Yes, I do. The eldest daughter uh -huh. and the senior executive with the Goodbrain organization was involved in negotiating how much the hotel charged Goodbrain's inaugural committee. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A top inaugural planner emailed Ivanka and others at the company to express his concern <laughs> that the hotel was overcharging, worrying of what would happen when this is audited. Right. He said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pishaw. Concerns. Yeah, Pishaw said ex machina Ivanka. The fact that the inaugural committee did business with the Trump organization raises huge ethical questions about the potential for undue enrichment, said Marcus Owens, the former head of the division of the Internal Revenue Service that oversees nonprofits. Trump's inaugural committee raised nearly $107 million from donors, including the casino magnate Sheldon Adelson and AT&T. Yes. Almost twice Obama's 2009 inauguration, previously the most expensive. Yeah. How the inaugural committee managed to spend all the money it raised remains a mystery. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Maybe to you, but not to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a mystery to Mahler. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that mystify Mahler. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is nearly two years after the event. This is, too. This is a good, and one. we really don't know how it was spent exactly. We, you have ideas. About I know how it was spent. How we, was it spent? It right? was spent greasing a lot of palms and yeah, going. But we don't know the palms we exactly. <laughs> good brains, palms, and his family's. Good was, brains greased his own palm. Absolutely. You know what you call that? Uh, Masturbating. Oh, yeah. That's, that's financial masturbation. Is financial a, masturbation, of, yeah. yeah. This, this is what it is. Yeah. If a person with substantial influence over a nonprofit group charges a group above market rates, the IRS can impose steep fines. Oh. So President Goodbrain qualifies as substantially influencing himself here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, financial uh, masturbation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Follow the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Follow the grease. Yeah. 773 million unique email addresses. Yeah. Uh, this one is a little bit concerning. Yes. I say that again. 773 million. That's that, a lot of email addresses. That's like unique email addresses. Two and a half times the size of the United States. Every man, woman, and child. Yeah. That's about that amount. Well, a lot of people have different yeah, email understand. addresses, yeah, right. but nevertheless. Right. nevertheless. And over 21 million unique passwords were all recently posted to a hacking forum. Now, some of these aren't new. They're from other files. This is like a greatest hits thing. Yeah, it's like a greatest hits thing. Okay. But there are new ones. There are old ones. Yeah, right. 773 million email addresses. The data cache was first reported by security researcher Troy Hunt, who maintains, have I been pwned? What's that? I don't know. Pwned. It's like owned. Oh, okay. It's like being owned by a computer. I got you. I can't tell you exactly what the pwn is, except it's programmed. Okay. I, I would assume. Yeah. And if you just scooped a little 
leg off the P, you got owned. Ah. Anyway, Have I Been Pwned is a website where you can search to see whether your own email or password has been compromised by a breach at any point. You know, I think that's a, probably a good idea in a world where we didn't worry about hacking so much. Yeah. I always feel like if I were to go to a site like that, they would know, oh, Mike's looking to see if his email's been hacked. Yeah. Let's see what Mike's email is. As a uh, security researcher. Uh, yeah, he would ruin I, I, his I, I, reputation as a security researcher <laughs> if he were actually... It's probably counterintuitive for yeah, him to do and, something And like what that. he's encouraging people <laughs> to do, if they are pwned, right. is to change their email addresses, which doesn't sound like a hacker would yeah. do. Yeah. yeah it's Too true. many yeah. easy ways to get to people. Uh, I'm still kind of... Phishing is yeah. the one that amazes me that people are still doing that. Yes. Never go to a blind link. No. Just never, ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever go to a blind link. Yeah. You know, you, if, they, if they put the actual uh, URL yeah. on the page, then okay, copy that. You can read what it says there. If you get an email from somebody you worked with 20 years ago or somebody you went to high school with is saying, hey, Mike, check out this really cool link, and you haven't heard from them in 35 years, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Well, even if you are a member of, say, Chase Bank, and yeah. you get something from Chase Bank, and it says, click here, yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Go to the Chase Bank site, yeah. sign in, and see if they've sent you an email. And to imagine that the head of the Democratic Committee Yes. That's how they got hacked. Podesta. Podesta, yeah. yeah. He got an email like that. I know. And jeopardized the entire campaign. And the Because he's too effing stupid to know basic internet security I rules. Know. I, know. I just took that uh, UCI security test. Oh, I got to do that. Yeah. 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 In order for us to be speaking to you, yeah, we, have we, to. Have, we need clearance. We, do. <laughs> we need, well, I don't know if it's top security clearance, but it's, let's just put it this way. We can now be a night clerk at a 7-Eleven. Oh, you got some more? I'm still going on this. Oh, okay. Have I Been Pwned is this website you go to. They call this monster breach collection number one. In raw form, it contains over a billion unique combinations of email addresses and passwords. Collection number one appeared briefly on Mega, the cloud service, and then on a popular hacking forum. It sat in a folder called collection number one, which contained over 12,000 files that weigh in at over 87 gigabytes. Jesus. Collection number one aggregates over 2,000 leaked databases, 2,000 databases that contain passwords and protective hashing that has been cracked. There's evidence that the same hackers who compiled collection number one have a lot more data. Wow. So there's more out there. So change your passwords is the whole point here. Just do it today. Change your passwords, especially to your email accounts. Yeah. Change them because that gives them access to all sorts of yeah, information you're right. you're on right. the Good email point. account. And if you want to see if you've been breached, don't listen to Mike. Yes. Go to Have I Been Pwned, which is spelled not the way you think. It's P-W-N-E-D. It's like owned with a P instead of an O. Haveibeenpwned.com. And finally, in a museum in Haifa, Israel, yeah. a life-size sculpture of Ronald McDonald being crucified was removed after protests. The artist, who said McJesus, that's what he called him, McJesus was a comment on the merging of consumer culture with religion. The artist also has created crucifixes with the Kellogg's Cornflakes Rooster and the Trix Cereal Bunny. 
like and subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review Podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.